Well, thank you so much. Well, let's see. Let's talk about good ranchers. Nothing like going to the grocery store, picking up meat, saying, whoa, I'm helping the American farmer and rancher right now because I'm buying something that is a U.S. product. No, uh-uh. they can have the little flag sticker and still be from China. Don't know how that works, but that's the way it is. Also, every time you go in to buy meat, uh, if you notice that the price is going up, lock in your price right now and it doesn't go up. This is an amazing thing from Good Ranchers. GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Right now, you can get up to four pounds of meat for free. Order any box and get two pounds of their better-than-organic chicken breast for free. Order over 300, and you get two pounds of their Wagyu ground beef thrown in. Really good stuff. Take control of your food with an October feast from Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. It's at GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. End your meat-buying nightmare. GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Wow, some really good news uh, coming on the program today. Stand by. This program, too. It's weird. It's weird. sick freak welcome to thursday and the glenbeck program i have a ton probably more good news than ever before a oh, ton no. of good news not not good news from you please no whatever whenever you have good news that means the country's about to fall no apart. whenever i'm optimistic that means the okay. country's about to fall apart whenever i have good news it just means i have good news okay but i have good news which is making me optimistic <laughs> oh, but <great>. let's not <laughs> quibble let's just talk about the good news we begin in 60 seconds how often do you find yourself going through the motions when it comes to feeding your dog bowl empty grab the bag of kibble fill her up you know uh, you could be giving your dog a much better happier and healthier life just by taking one extra step when you feed them just sprinkle some rough greens on top of the food this is a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog food, chock full of vitamins, minerals, uh, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. And they want you to try it and don't want you to be out any money if your dog doesn't happen to like it. I haven't met a dog yet or a dog owner who has said, yeah, my dog just won't eat it. But it happens. And they don't want you to be out any money, especially in these days. Um, so they're going to send you the first bag absolutely free. If you if your dog doesn't eat it, then don't order a second bag. If your dog eats it, you watch the results that will happen over the next month or years 
Um, I've seen so much change. In the first year of Uno eating rough greens, he was a different dog. And now he's just maintaining that level. Get your first trial bag free right now. Pay for shipping and that's it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. Oh, man, where do I even begin today? Well, let's get let me give you some obvious news. By the way, great show today. We have uh, Steve Dason, who is really optimistic. And I, I've got some polls and everything else. Everything is looking like it's not going to be a red wave. More like that elevator scene in The Shining where it opens up and just the blood <laughs> comes rushing out. Uh, but we'll... we'll uh, Usually people don't use that as a positive. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a positive, but that's kind of looking like what this election might kind of look like. A red wave, mm. so to speak. Um now there is uh, the Hill has uh, done some research, and uh, there's uh, there's a new study from Populous Insights. Now this is going to come as a shock to you, Stu. So learn, learn from this. Okay, somebody paid for this. Most likely, we paid for this study. Okay, mm-hmm. in the report's findings, they suggest that American popular culture and the desire to fit into it have make had made Americans look far more politically extreme than they really are. The study uses a clever methodology to measure agreement with statements that people might feel social pressure to reject. Even in a private online survey, differences between stated and privately held opinions were as high as 14 percentage points among Americans and soared even higher among certain subgroups. Millennials who have spearheaded the progressive left in the last decade, but recently transitioned from youthful activism to the responsibilities of parenthood are privately more conservative when it comes to education issues. Three quarters privately believe parents should have more influence in schools curriculums. So wait a minute. So once they get out of school and they have children, they start to look at the world differently now that's crazy. This I is, didn't. This is why abortion's so important. You know, <laughs> amen, <laughs> brother. No wonder they're cheering it on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, the youngest voters, those under thirty, are privately rejecting ideals that are frequently associated with their generation. Just one in four privately believe CEOs should take public stances on social issues. What's more, privately, the belief that racism is built into America drops from 65% to 42%. (laughs) The way voters, including the youngest set, privately shy away from the most progressive beliefs may be part of the reason President Biden's net approval rating fell seven points during the week in which he announced the Wealth Redistribution Student Loan Forgiveness Plan. Now, the study does say that that doesn't mean that Differences don't exist. Another shocking mm. revelation. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, they say they do. But within the safety of an individual's mind, almost every issue takes a step away from the accepted view of self-prescribed tribes. Republicans are less set on overturning Roe versus Wade and have more reservations about turning the Internet into a completely unregulated free speech zone. Now, again, I would say 
that there's a lot of nuance that's missing from that section. But is that a surprise? Democrats are less enthusiastic about masking to present, <laughs> prevent the spread of COVID-19. And half is likely to think colleges should censor speech. Hmm. That's good news. It is right. It is good news. It, to me, is common sense. And they're saying that maybe the polls are wrong because some people have felt that they might be ostracized from society if they actually say how they're going to vote. Well, I mean, look, the the polls are, I think, very much favoring Republicans at the moment. I know everyone likes to bash the polls, but they're showing good gains at this point. Maybe the polls are right, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's interesting because I think, like, this is where I am with this, too. You mentioned the companies, for example. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I really don't think the people would say, what's the problem with these companies? Oh, these woke companies are killing us. I don't actually think that's true. The problem is not that... Ben and Jerry's wants to set, sell ice cream to anti-Semites. If it's not, a, it's not a problem. I mean, that is a problem. But the, the general <laughs> overall problem is uh, they, they do want to they do want to set uh, uh, you know they want to shut down basically Israel completely. That's a whole that is a major problem. But like Pat, you know, we talked about this a, a long time ago. Patagonia is a company that yeah really has it has an identity, mm-hmm. and they come out and they say, you know what, we're about the environment. We're about environmentalism. Buy our crap if you like that. That, I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is... Uh, You're uh, evil if you don't agree with us yes. and don't buy our product. And in addition to that, yeah. uh, the company that isn't ideological, that actually isn't a left-wing company, being pressured into taking all these left-wing stands because of things like ESG, right? So a lot of these companies, you, you talk to the executives, we've had some of them on, who say I was there and all this crap was going on and nobody agreed with it, but we had to do it because of this, you know, bank and this investor and this, uh, you know, scenario. And that's like pressuring. I think a lot of these companies that are just normal companies that want to sell crap into turning into left wing companies. There are some companies that start with a, a with a mission of being a left wing company, just like you know Patriot Mobile mm-hmm. starts with a, a, a mission a mission of being a conservative Christian company. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, we see that all the time. Yeah, that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is these normal companies that get won over by this stuff and pressured into it. And that's the you, stuff. Don't, you I, don't see Hobby Lobby coming out and saying, and we don't want you if you're not a Christian. We don't want you to buy your art supplies or your fabrics right. or anything like that. Never say that. They never say that. They never say why that. would they? Right. You'd think right. there'd be no just be, justification just to do that. Just be who you are and leave everybody else alone. Uh, by the way, speaking of just the opposite, uh, we now know what is happening at the Department of Justice and the targeting for the, what is it? Are we up to 26 pro-life individuals that have been charged with the FACE Act now? We're up to 26 Christian Clark, Mm. Christian Clark, the assistant attorney general for the civil rights at the Department of Justice. Uh, She is the one. She's a vocal abortion proponent. She's the one who uh, is leading all of this. Now, she's that's high ranking DOJ. um, And uh, she's you know, it's weird that she that she actually got that job. Um, She. She. 
has called the Alliance Defending Freedom a hate group, Liberty University, fundamentalist Christian school. She has said that those protesting Anthony Fauci should be publicly identified and named and barred from any treatment at any public hospital if and when they fall ill and denied coverage under their insurance. What happened to the days of universal health care? Uh, and unbelievable. Mm. She has hurled insults at Republican politicians from Murkowski. To oh, that <laughs> radical, radical right winger, Lisa Murkowski. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, she's voting for the Democrat right. uh, here in the congressional race. Yeah. But absolutely, what a radical. She supported the allegations of Christine Blasey Ford. She submitted testimony to the Senate that Amy Coney Barrett was unfit to serve because she would likely rule to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, she also has uh, critiqued pro-life laws and courts that upheld them, uh, branding law-protecting Down syndrome babies. She said that was draconian. Hmm. So, hmm. She calls the pro-life pregnancy centers predatory and fake clinics and are part of the coordinated strategy to tear down Roe. This is who is running the civil rights office at the DOJ. By the way, she went to Harvard where she argued in 1994 um, to the student newspaper that black people have greater mental, physical and spiritual abilities than white people. Huh. She she also um, was um, uh, passing around the essay that was defending a cop killer and comparing the police to the Klan. Are we still in the good news segment here? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Well, here's the good news on this one. We know who it is now. We know who it is. Hmm. We so may be stretching the, the definition first, of good news. That is the first. Hey, we know who Dahmer is. We know <laughs> the guy likes to eat well, like ocean teenagers. It's better than saying, <laughs> why are these heads in this refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, it is slightly better. Yeah. Not much better for the Laotian teenagers. All right. Okay. Okay. How about this? John Stewart has just come out in his new show that apparently is on. Exists. Um, he, he, uh, he says, Hunter Biden's Ukrainian business is corruption straight up off the bat. He did a segment on his show about Hunter Biden. He said, no, it's a stretch to tie it to his dad. No, it's not. Um, but he said, we didn't pay attention to this laptop and this is corrupt. What's going on is corruption. So that's some good news. Some, yeah, okay. Some so good news. So once John Stewart has reached... I've got really good news later. I just want to make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. Since John Stewart has reached the point where he's no longer relevant to anyone, he's now occasionally saying things that make sense. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to... No, I'm just... I want to make sure I understand the good news. a little black rain cloud? <laughs> that's My me. My gosh. Uh, okay, how about this one? Okay. Oscar-winning actor. Now, I was really... Skeptical about this, it's, but hear this me is out. Starting poorly. Poorly. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse. Okay. Oscar-winning actor Tim Robbins. Oh, good. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Is criticizing two actors' unions for what he says are discriminatory COVID nineteen vaccine policies. No. Okay. It is way past time to end your discriminatory policies. Um, Robin said uh, a New York judge ruled that all unvaccinated New York City employees are reinstated their full employment entitled back pay and salary from the date of termination. Okay, so other people 
uh, have joined in on this, and he says, I'm ready to have a conversation with my attorney uh, on uh, why I'm paying the dues, and you are prohibiting me from working. This isn't mm. the this isn't the best part. This is actually putting his money where maybe his mouth is. There was an article that came out yesterday on Tim Robbins that said, I have been a fool. I have been so divisive in the past and me being quarantined in in for covid has made me rethink everything. Mm. He said, now it doesn't mean that he has switched sides or anything. Right. He's just said I've been divisive and we're not going to get anywhere if we shut each other down. We have to have conversations. I I'm I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to invite him. I doubt I'll do it, but I'm going to invite him for the podcast. Really? Yeah. Because I remember he said some things about you back in the day. Oh, no, he has. He not, was not a fan. Oh, no, he's not. No. And no. He, and I'm not asking him to be a fan. No. I'm asking him to have a civil conversation. Yeah. And he should be. I mean, everyone should be able to do that. That's a very basic human thing that people do when they disagree. Uh, and it's interesting, too, because I don't know his history on the vaccine stuff. But, of course, that was, uh, you know, a it was largely a left wing movement for a long time. You know, people who were critical of vaccines that was kind of on the left for yeah. a very long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was there's a there was a story about a county in in California where it was the leading county for anti-vaccine sort of stuff where they just didn't like it. And, they, you know, mm-hmm. look, if you yeah, don't like fine, vaccines, whatever. I don't care. You, you do what you want to do. But it was one of the it was where the percentage was highest in the country. Big left wing country county. It was like you know, overwhelmingly Democrat. They've all switched now. The, the whole county has switched from anti-vaccine to if you do not have the vaccine, you're a bad person. Oh, you're kidding me. It's like me. the whole county in the last two years has switched completely from the hotbed of anti-vaccine back activity to now the opposite, the complete opposite. Everything you'd see on MSNBC or Anth- right out of Anthony Fauci's mouth. Unbelievable. I mean, this is just, just it, unbelievable. One of the most fascinating political it, developments honestly, I've ever seen Honestly, that's in my life. the Fetterman thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he raised, I think, $2 million. Yeah. After that performance. After that performance, $2 million came pouring in. I mean, there may, part of that might be people looked at it and said, holy crap, let's give him some money. Maybe he can run some ads because that's going to be. I, a, a I don't know what it is, but he did comment on it uh, yesterday. He said, have you ever had a dreams that that you mm-hmm. um, you had you 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 could you do uh-huh. you you want you you can right. do so you you do you could you you want you want. Uh-huh. Him to do you so much, you could do anything. Yeah, so I okay. think I didn't think about that actually. That's yeah, I know. not a bad argument. I know, I know, I know. And don't press him on that. No, okay, hater. Uh, Car Shield is our sponsor this half hour. Now is really not the time to roll the dice uh, if your car warranty has gone out. Now Stu's been waiting for his new car for. Two years? No, no, no. Gosh, no. Glenn. Just only been 14 months. Only 14 months. Uh, but I will say, breaking news, I'm supposed to pick it up on Friday. Have you seen it yet? I did Has see it, a picture of it. You saw a picture of now, it. Well, I can show you a picture of Is it car my car too? in the state? <laughs> right. Is, does it instead exist in Mongolia? Right. So I have no idea. Did the car, did that picture... Mm-hmm. Call them back and say, I want it with today's <laughs> newspaper in the picture. Anyway, if your car goes down, man, there's you, what are you going to replace it? Even even uh, uh, used cars are through the roof now. So 
price of a new car, price of a used car. How about just getting the chips? What is your rental car going to be if you are sitting in the shop waiting for chips? Listen, Car Shield can help you. Car Shield is there for you if you don't have a warranty on your car. This is medical insurance for your car, for catastrophic. So when your car breaks down, you're stuck on the middle of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, no extra costs, and you can lock in your price today, and it will never go up. Choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield does everything else. CarShield has had my back when my car broke down. My trucks, actually. Uh, they can have yours. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Carshield.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. I mean, I really have good news, uh, not not right now, but I have really good news coming up. Uh, and a lot of it, this again, the shining, bing, elevator doors, whoa, kind of a red wave. Some might call it a bloodbath. I just say red wave. Um, now, I want, I want you to hear the story from The Hill. Democrats are second-guessing the decision to put Pennsylvania State uh, Senate nominee John Fetterman on the debate stage. No. After a stumbling performance that put the spotlight on his condition after a stroke. The state lieutenant governor's auditory processing uh, problems resulting from a stroke proved to be a major part of the debate just two weeks before the election. Fetterman had a number of awkward pauses and stumbles. Did he? I didn't even notice. That, listen, that are sure to be seized upon by the GOP. GOP's going to pounce on this, aren't they? Right. (laughs) So they're going to take the video and play it, saying he's not capable of holding the job. This isn't about the GOP. Listen to this. Fetterman's team never should have agreed to this debate. He clearly has serious health issues. Okay, wait a minute. That's a Democratic operative. He should have. They should have never agreed to the debate because he clearly has serious health issues. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the debate. He shouldn't be running. Right. He clearly <laughs> has. I mean, listen. You can't pretend you didn't see what you saw. You can't wish or explain it away. You have to dig in and deal with it. It's going to mean we're going to have to turn up the heat on Oz. What? What? No. The Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) There's more to this story you've got to hear. All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. If you you never know what to expect from a cyber attack, other than, you know, it's not going to be fun, uh, you uh, might not really understand why uh, cybersecurity is something that you should not cut. There are so many different things cyber criminals are doing these days to separate you both from your money and your identity that it's impossible to track them all down. But LifeLock is the best. You need online protection, and LifeLock offers you that. To get 25% off your subscription to LifeLock now, it is the top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into because... 
It's going to happen to all of us. You just, it's changing so fast. So join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. Lifelock.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Stu, how would you describe uh, real clear politics? Um, you know, a, mainly a mainstream organization that that uh, st- does all sorts of different things. Um you know, but they have the real clear politics. Their average is averages. just so like a lot of these places have complicated algorithms. They, Im- they implement a lot of things like fundamentals, right, fundraising, right, right. All, you know, experts picks. They're just a their average poll. Their average of the polls, which is sort of what they're most famous for, is legitimately that it is. Here are the most recent polls. We're just going to average out the numbers. And how do you feel about their selections? When they say we're calling, we're we're saying we're predicting that this will happen. It's definitely something to to consider. I mean, I don't know. Is it Sean Trendy? I mean, if it's Sean Trendy, he know. absolutely like you know one of the leading uh, elections analysts in in the country. Okay. So if he's the guy doing so, it, I would, you know, it means something. Okay, so we're welcoming Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, the podcast that can be heard live uh, every day just before this on Blaze Radio and TV. Uh, but also you can get it every day wherever you get your podcast. Uh, all right. So listen to this. The gubernatorial polls are tightening. In New Mexico, a new survey from Trafalgar, Republican candidate Mark Ronchetti currently holds a slight 46.6 to 45.5 lead over the Democratic incumbent governor. Wow. Most polls have shown Grissom beating Ronchetti. But there have been signs that the National Democrats are worried she could lose. Vice President Kamala Harris used her, uh, love this, political capital Tuesday. <laughs> she has not. She has some. To uh, <laughs> campaign for Grisham. Mm. The VP discussed abortion rights. Oh, that's going to do. Um, according to Real, po- Real Clear Politics Average, Grissom leads Ron Chetty by 3.5 percentage points. But the race is currently considered a toss-up. The media outlet still predicts Democratic victory, but it's not too late for the GOP to close the deal. In Michigan, um, Governor Gretchen uh, Whitmer held a 10-point lead over Tudor Dixon. According to Real Clear Politics, as of Tuesday, that lead had shrunk to 3.1 points. This is the one I'm dying to ask Steve Dace about later in the program. Yeah, Steve's coming up and also uh, Tudor Dixon's coming on. Yeah, well, she'll, she'll be, be interested to three. talk about that race too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Steve, uh, the reason why I'm interested in Steve's opinion is, you know, he, we were ta- we talked to him the other day, and he was very positive. Generally speaking, the one state he didn't think Republicans were going to come through in is Michigan. Since then, we've seen some real poll closing, and I'm wondering if if that you know, he might just say, okay, I don't believe that because the Republican organization isn't strong enough there, mm-hmm. or is, is this enough to try to right. to say, hey, maybe we do have a chance there? So 538 shows Whitmer is up by five percentage points, but the data also shows shows a tightening in that race real clear politics is projecting now that tudor will win the election over whitmer wow right i know i know uh in wisconsin incumbent governor tony evers democrat faces a gop opponent uh, tim michaels 
Per Real Clear Politics average, Evers leads by less than one point. The race is officially considered a toss-up, but Real Clear Politics is now predicting that Michaels will win that race. Mm. Um, in predicting, is this an article by Real Clear Politics? This is an article about Real Clear Politics. Uh-huh. Uh, from Daily Wire. Yeah, Daily Wire. I was curious if they're actually, like, have they made a prediction in this race, or, or are they just, like, analyzing what the polls, or what their averages are saying? Uh, I mean, either way, it's, yeah. it's significant. I'm just trying to understand. Uh, let's see here. In uh, Kansas, Sunflower State's Governor Laura Kelly, Democrat, projected to lose to Republican uh, Derek Schmidt. A real clear polling average has Kelly one-point lead. Uh, let's see. In response to recent data showing test scores have declined in Kansas following COVID lockdowns, Schmidt's campaign blasted the governor for her support for remote learning. Uh, she was wrong to follow the marching orders from the public employee unions that found her campaign that fund her campaigns and Kansas kids paid the price. Um, so it looks like if this is correct, they are predicting real clear politics, predicting that Republicans could flip anywhere between five and seven gubernatorial uh, positions. It's a red tsunami. I think it's more. I think it's more, Pat. We're going to. You ready? Yeah. You remember, I know you didn't see it, but I know you've seen pieces of this. The Shining, when the <laughs> elevator doors open up and the blood, blood just comes up. I think it's going to be more like that. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, it's just going to, it could, it's great. if people go mm-hmm. out and vote, mm-hmm. this could be a bloodbath. I would. I will say, for the Georgia race, uh, it's really important to note that they did find a woman in Rhode Island who claims that Herschel Walker did not impregnate and infor- and force her into really? an abortion. Really? Yeah, there they is found one, one? woman. She's Isn't on the he ahead by five shore. now? Four. He's up by the biggest margin ever. Four. Four? Yeah. And yeah. we're still two weeks away. And they're still trying to bring out women who had abortions by him. It's outrageous. I mean, it's I'm sorry. Absurd. It's been 30 years and you've said nothing? Shut up. And, but you just decided a couple weeks before the election to yep. go to Gloria Allred. Yep. Yeah. It's so insultingly so stupid. Or maybe you forgot and you just now remembered. Right. Oh, that's right. I had an abortion from him, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that, that could be it. Could be it. <laughs> yeah, right. And you don't get to see her face. You can't face your accuser. It's... But they had the evidence of an H on a card. Oh, wow. Apparently, he was very interested in the abortion section of of Hallmark was very popular (laughs) from Herschel Walker. Uh, So it looks like a new survey, a new poll out from uh, the Democrats and progressives uh, in Arizona found 47 percent of respondents would vote for Kelly. Forty seven would vote for Masters. With 4% not sure, 3% supporting Libertarian uh, candidate Mark Victor. The poll also Mm. found Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake is now leading her Democratic opponent, um, Katie Hobbs, by four percentage points. She is about to open a can of whoop-ass, I think. She's just so good. She's good. I don't know how you could consider Katie Hobbs when you got Carrie Lake. Uh, every single time she speaks and it's always some kind of gotcha question from the press and she just handles it so well she's so smart and well-spoken you, you should see my uh, podcast i released it uh yesterday it's on youtube and also on blaze tv i spent an hour with her oh wow and 
She is fantastic. I, I ended the interview with a prediction. She's going to be our first female president if mm. she does what she says she's going to do in Arizona. I mean, it's going to depend mm. on what she does, but she has the capability of doing it. And I, I kind of quizzed her on the Constitution. You know, she said, we're constitutionally, we can do it. And I'm like, really? God, where, where in the Constitution can we do that? Mm-hmm. And she knew it. She's like Article oh, 4, good. Section 4. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And inside that is Section Jeez. 6 and, you know, Paragraph 4. I'm also, by the way, wow. of the... I, you know, these things come and go. But my current opinion on this is if Donald Trump runs and wins this nomination, she's totally the vice presidential pick. Like, that is that is 100 percent where I am. But right I now. do, I, too. But I, I don't know. I, if she'd mm. take it. She really was. Ah, I think she'd take it. She turned down a congressional race. That's that's what the GOP wanted her to do is go to, go to Washington. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to live in Washington. Mm-hmm. I lived in Arizona, you know, my whole life. Oh, I great. do not want to live in Washington. I mean, I, that would be interesting. I mean, look, the vice presidential gig is a pretty high profile one. Maybe that would change her mind. But Maybe. again, and she's, you know, obviously has a connection with, with the president or the former president, Donald Trump. So you could see that being uh, it's just a, you could. It's, it's a perfect could. little fit to me. And she is maybe the best candidate I've ever seen at this stage in her career. I mean, this is like oh, her first yeah. race. As far as handling yeah. the media. As far yeah. as handling the you media see her and live. good good policy yeah. uh, stances, she's really good. You should see her live. She is unbelievable live. She just commands the room. I believe it. She's flawless. I mean, she is really, really good. Really good. And, you know, one of the comical parts of all of this is the Democrats during the primary <clears> – <throat> Supported all sorts of candidates they thought were going to be easier to beat, which mm-hmm. are now beating them. I know. You know. Yeah. They, you, 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 have yeah. you seen the video of Katie Hobbs' uh, sister? I don't think I have. Oh my gosh! Mm. Do we have that by any chance? Katie Hobbs' sister, uh, caught by Project Veritas, talking about how the Democrats <laughs> we we have a strategy. The Democrats mm. are are going after all of these Trumpian candidates. And uh, Carrie Lake is one of them. And we celebrated when Carrie Lake won because Did she's going to be so yeah. easy to beat. Wow. Uh, that, and she was just. Sh- have they learned nothing from 2016? Right. They, they, this is their exact approach no, with don't. Trump. They haven't learned. I mean, Christy Nome's got to be pissed right now. Yeah. Because she's been completely overshadowed by <laughs> Carrie Lake. And so is Nikki Haley. I mean, any of the people that you thought, well, okay, maybe she could run for president. It's like, okay, Carrie Lake is really. She's the new superstar. She is. She is. Now she, she has to go and perform. Yeah, yeah well, she does. Number she one, has she has perform. to win this race, which yes. is not a sure thing, though the polling is really turning in yeah. her favor. And if she wins this, if it's if the polls say this today, you know, she could she could win if if that other story is true that people aren't telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just they'll go in and just vote and they're not telling anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she could win by eight points, ten points. Uh, which there's no way Masters, I mean, I don't even understand it, how Masters is even competitive with Carrie Lake doing as well as she is. Yeah, like, this is one of the things I'm going to talk about on Pseudos America tonight. Like, some of this polling is obviously absurd, right? Like, there is a, there's a poll out today that we, you know, we mentioned of, uh, of Carrie Lake up by 11. In the same poll, theoretically talking to the same people, right? Blake Masters is down by two. So a 13-point difference. 
This is not the 1960s where people split their tickets all the time. Mm -hmm. This is a highly partisan era. The idea that 13%, a 13% swing between the the Republican Senate race and the Republican governor. It's almost uh, impossible. It seems to me to be completely impossible. So Mm -hmm. one of those two things is is wrong. Maybe Carrie Lake only leads by three, and there's a five-point swing, which would be much more believable. But my belief is probably that Masters is actually winning that race, or at the has a slight lead. I think he's got a slight lead right now. Now, again, you got to look at the, the 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 data to try to understand that. You know, part of this is just guesswork. But I mean, it's just hard to imagine the with the momentum that Carrie Lake has that she's not going to help Blake Masters get across that finish line. Mm-hmm. And it would be a lot better if you know Mitch McConnell didn't pull all that money out of that state weeks ago when it was an 11 point race and it made no sense to believe it was going to stay an 11 point race but they pulled the money out anyway as blake masters talked about Mm. and uh, you know now things have changed i mean at the very worst case scenario that race is a toss-up and that is not what we were told was going to happen a few weeks ago i have to tell you you need a bunch of senators that will gang up on uh mitch mcconnell and take that funding away from him there's no way the leader of the Senate should be in charge of the re-election funds mm. because all he does is is you're going to vote this way mm-hmm. or you're not going to get a dime. Yeah. And it's not a know, good system. It's not a good system. It's really, really bad. And I think dangerous. It, it makes for a Senate dictator, which I think Mitch McConnell is. Pat, thank Thanks. you so much for joining us back in just a second. Great news. If you thought you were going to have to use a second-rate real estate agent who barely knows what he you know, is supposed to do uh, to help you make the biggest financial transaction of your life, you don't have to do that. There's an easy way for you to find an agent that is really, really good. And the ones that we find are the best in your area. If moving to a different town or a different state you're not going to just have to say, I, I don't know, just pick a real estate agent. We can hook you up with the best agent in that area as well. So buying and selling a home, especially now and in the coming months, it is, it's crazy. It is crazy what's happening. So much rests on you being in contact with the right people to do everything that needs to be done. So get the right agent to handle your biggest financial transaction. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. We personally vet these people and monitor all the time. They are not our employees, but it's my name on them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Here's some madness for you. The Department of Defense are blaming the Supreme Court's Dobbs ruling for the military's poor job at recruiting and readiness. Uh, The first sentence of the memo says the ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization has uh, impacted access to reproductive health care with readiness, recruiting, and retention implications for the force. Wow. So, 
we could get more people to enlist if we could just kill more babies? Is that what they're... Oh, man, I really want to enlist, but I have to have that abortion. Is that... Mm, really? I, there is this new thing that the left is trying, this abort your way to prosperity. And I think it's an interesting... They should just make that their slogan. Yeah. Uh, because what... Have think stuff. About this, kill your baby. Yeah. In this case... Think about this. If we just killed all the babies, we could have more recruits so we could go overseas to protect other countries' babies, which would be, wow. Right. That'd what be a, great. What a huh. great. So we, we got that. Hmm. End the madness. November 8th. <laughs> end the madness. You're not going to be able to end it, but just slow it down a little slow bit. Down. <laughs> That's a, slow it down. Slow it down. much lower expectations here. We can here. sure do an awful lot. Uh, yes, if it's big, if the Republicans get their crap together and are actually who they say they are. The, the good news is this new crop of Republicans are not really Republicans. They're just not. They're tired of the same crap. This is a stronger. This is the next generation of Tea Party candidates that uh, saw what, you know, maybe their uh, parents went through uh, when they were younger and are like, yeah. Yeah, they betrayed my parents, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to be that kind of person. I think this new batch is stronger, much, much stronger uh, than the former Tea Party. And this is just the beginning of taking the Republic back to its constitutional roots. The Glenn Back Program. You got 99 cents, right? What if I told you you get your hands on a product that you're really going to love for 99 cents? Uh, I've been talking to you about it for a while. It's called Sweat Block. I, I, I would never do, hey, you want to do a deodorant and antiperspirant commercial? No, no, I don't. I do this commercial because this is a remarkable product. I, I don't know. It's witchcraft. If you... If you just try the wipes, you're going to be hooked. They're that good. Uh, well, I've said that on the air, and uh, the um, the uh, the results are remarkable. The wipes now are in a starter package for free because you know they 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 know now that uh, people will use the wipes as opposed to the underarm uh, stick, which they also make. And is really good. But the wipes, you use it once every like five days. It's unbelievable. Really unbelievable. 99 cents, you can get your hands on both of those. Uh, starter package, sweat block wipes for free. Do it now. Try sweatblock.com. Try sweatblock.com.
Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Steve Dace, who is a Blaze TV host on the Steve Dace Show, uh, he is currently the author of the number one children's book in the country, which we'll talk to him about. But I really want to talk to him because he has been super optimistic about not a red wave, but a red tsunami. Two weeks ago, it sounded really hopeful. I wanted to believe him. Now I actually do believe him. Uh, he's he's going to line out what he thinks is happening in the election and what is coming our way in 60 seconds. We can all laugh at the, uh, you know, the idea of a nuclear war, you know, but we are probably closer to it now than we have been in decades, maybe even ever. And that's only the worst case scenario. We're still looking at a possible war. Uh, we're looking at potential food shortages in this country already that's already happening overseas and it's all intentionally mismanaged um, by the World Economic Forum, by our own government, their inflationary economy and shutting down pipelines and not drilling for oil anymore. It's hard to laugh anymore because it's not funny. It's becoming very, very real. Stock up while you can. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll get $250 off the three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That makes um, easy-to-make uh, breakfasts, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks, 2,000 calories a day, all, all right there for you uh, to use with your family. It'll keep your strength, your energy. It ships in unmarked boxes. And uh, how much is food going to cost you uh, when things get dicey, <laughs> even just with inflation? MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Steve, how are you doing, my man? I'm good, brother. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm always better when I talk to you, uh, at least this time around, because... <laughs> Be I'm usually the merchant of death. That just this is just really throwing me off. But I yeah, appreciate it. I know. I mean, you're giving me a lot of hope here, and so I want you to sing, bird, sing. <laughs> uh, tell me what you think is happening in this uh, election, and what you see as uh, the outcome. Well, to quote uh, the great prophet Emperor Palpatine, this is all proceeding exactly as I have foreseen. Yeah, uh, when, <laughs> right. <laughs> when, when we when we got together two weeks ago, I, I told you that I, for our special here on Blaze TV, the Wednesday night special on the election, I, I told yeah. you that I saw three factors that were going to take this beyond a wave to a tsunami. Now, what's a wave? Traditional wave elections and midterms, the party that won the presidency, um, their base is more fired up. The other side's base, I should say, is more fired up. And then swing voters in the suburbs are either annoyed or the economy is not going well and they swing, you know, one way or the other. That's a traditional wave election like what the Democrats had in 2018, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What we are looking at here is a convergence of three outlier factors. Number one. Trump's rural MAGA base, like in a state like where I live, Iowa, Glenn, we had 33 counties that voted for Obama once or twice that voted for Trump twice. And, that, and, and, and so a lot of us did the work on the ground in Iowa to, to turn it from a blue to a lean red state. Trump made it a solidly red state. And in places like Iowa, those rural MAGA counties that are not necessarily Republican counties, but they are staying in the Republican fold despite not having, a, having Trump to vote for. That's number one. All right, number two. Um, we are looking at record low turnout uh, of blacks across the country. 
Uh, and if you want to know how much that matters, look at uh, Wisconsin in 2016. Everybody says Hillary lost that state because she never visited it. And that's partly true. What's mainly true is that there were 20,000 fewer black voters in Milwaukee County in 2016 than there were in 2012 for Obama. And that was almost the entirety of Trump's margin of victory in the state right there. Mm. So Hillary still got 91 percent of the black vote. Everybody always looks at the size of the slice of the pie. It's not the size of the slice of the pie, Glenn. It's the size of the pie. All right. Black turnout is down economically. They've been crushed by Democratic policies. And culturally, they are just not down with the trans agenda and what's a girl and woman. So but you, not down with that. But you do have uh, an all of government program to get people registered and to get out to vote. Now, that's not you know, they're not equally looking for that that white farmer. They are trying to get uh, and boost the vote. Uh, for the Democrats. And that's an all of government with I don't even know how many hundreds of millions or billions of dollars that have been spent in just the last two years for this. Correct. But if you look at states that have high black Democrat voter populations, California, Florida, I'm hearing from little birdies of mine on the ground there. Early voting numbers are way down in those communities. Um, and then and, and you can see that in Biden's almost record low approval for a Democrat with black voters. Now, because of historical divisions, those black voters are not yet prepared to migrate positively to the GOP. That's not the case with Hispanic voters. And, and so this gets us to the third factor. I think we're looking at a record migration of Hispanic voters that are not just going to be a depressed block because they're upset with Democrats, but affirmatively move into the Republican column. And I'll, mm. I'll just give you one example that I saw this morning. Connecticut District 5 is a district that even in a year when Republicans picked up 14 House seats in 2020, uh, Democrats won that seat by 11.5 points. It has a 21% Hispanic vote in Connecticut 5. That's a, I mean, that's like 40% higher than the Hispanic population nationwide. All right, so this, a large Hispanic uh, block here. Poll out of that district just came out this morning that had the Republican candidate ahead. Now, I don't know if the Republican candidate can win Connecticut 5, but if Democrats are defending Connecticut 5, then that just goes to show you um, what is cataclysmically happening across the country. And I'm going to make a prediction right now for your audience. When you and I are anchoring Blaze TV's election night coverage here. Now, so I'll hold you accountable. I'll blame you. I'll yes, blame you in your optimistic spirit that you just tubed all of this and put a jinx on it. <laughs> if you people don't know, get this I don't, right. I don't do optimism. I just do what I see. Right. right? Okay. So people know that um, when we're sitting here on election night and we get ready to sign off. On, on 12 days from now here on Blaze TV, when you and I sign off, Glenn, we will be talking about the possibility that every gen, major Gen X figure in the Democratic Party other than Gavin Newsom was just wiped out of office. Wow. I'm talking, I'm talking every, every major current, when you think of people they are grooming for national office, the, the Gretchen Whitmers, et cetera, of the world, that, that almost every one of them that was up for election or re-election in this campaign, in this cycle, that are known entities, almost all their Gen X leadership, except for Gavin Newsom, wiped out by the time you and I sign off on. It's amazing because they already had a terrible bench. <laughs> if they lose bench. all these people, horrible I don't bench. know where they would go. And we exactly. are well, gaining really amazing people. Sure. Yeah, mm. um, that, that's where they go. So, so you're expecting? I mean, uh, with the Republicans, uh, they have eight gubernatorial seats. Democrats have six gubernatorial seats that are not up for uh, re-election. You see mm -hmm. the Democrats, uh, what 
gaining. I think I think right. Well, right now, what's funny is real clear politics is beginning to catch up with me now. Um, and I think it's because about two weeks ago, real clear politics announced basically uh, a polling integrity project in 2000. And, and so I, I, this is for my man, Stu, who's sitting next to you. OK, <laughs> because I, 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 I empathize with Stu. I am. I, my name is Steve. I'm a recovering mainstream polling addict. OK, and I have a problem. Okay? And, and so I, I had to wean myself off of this. Uh, and here's what can do that. Actual data in 2020, guys, the national and keep in mind, this is a presidential election with, with two candidates that have 100 percent name ID. Everybody knows them. They're cemented. And it's a higher turnout election should be easier to actually pull that than a lower turnout midterm. In 2020, the polls that made up the real clear politics polling average were off on the national race by an average of almost five points. Well outside the margin for error. The state battleground state polling was off even worse than that. So if they were that far off in a high turnout, high name, the highest name ID election maybe in American history between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, where are they with fluctuations of smaller demographics and smaller turnouts in midterms? And I think Real Clear Politics two weeks ago started looking at the integrity of its own polling average. And lo and behold, once they did that, their forecast started looking a lot like mine. Yeah, their, their forecast, forecast I, we were just going over it. Their forecast now is is uh, shockingly uh, optimistic. Exa- I mean, it, it is it reads very close to yours. There's no point in reading anything that any polling that is done and uh, aggregated by 538. At this point, Nate Silver has just decided to suck at his gig or got bought off. None of that makes any difference. You have to follow basically four or five polls on a national level that have proven they can identify the MAGA or Trump vote in this. And they're not all Rasmussen and Trafalgar. Uh, places like Investors Business Daily uh, and Emerson College have shown they're very good at it. And I would urge audiences that want to follow polling to look at their outlets. Uh, on a state level, there's a few more because you have a few more that are local that haven't completely given themselves over yet. And then you have to look at the environment and you have to you have to understand when we're seeing situations with historically Hispanic border counties that have held out of joining Republicans in a state like Texas that that has been red since Ann Richards was retired. So we're talking almost an entire generation now and they have held out blue, 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 blue. When they suddenly go red, it's not because they're conforming to some Texas red state cultural identity. Something they've held out through all of that. Something new has occurred that has prompted this. And I and I think what's happening with Hispanics here is similar to what happened with black voters from 1948 to 1964. In 1948, Harry Truman upset Thomas Dewey because we didn't poll black voters back then. And he desegregated the military and got a record amount of black voters, almost 40 percent. That was really his margin of victory. And then in 1964, after Kennedy called MLK and, and then LBJ did the Great Society and the Voting Rights and Civil Rights Act, that was that completed the migration of black voters from Republican to Democrat. Black voters right now have swiped right on their phones. They're looking, I'm sorry, Hispanic voters are, particularly Gen X and younger with families. They're assimilated. They don't want any more drug mules from El Salvador coming to the country. They don't want any more fentanyl coming in. They left those countries to get away from those elements. They are interested in the Republican Party message. They're going to vote in a wave for Republicans this fall. That generation will. And then what will happen moving forward is, just like LBJ consummated that marriage with blacks by delivering policies that they wanted, like the Voting Rights Act, Republicans, if they do that with Hispanics, if they, if they don't chuckle, follow through on their promises like Carrie Lake to declare an invasion, 
If they follow through on, we're cracking down on crime meaningfully. All right, we're going to get rid of the groomer stuff in the school. My, a buddy of mine is doing Hispanic outreach on the ground in a major battleground state. So that's the number one swing issue for Hispanic voters, that right there. All right, if they follow through on those things, they have a chance with Gen X and millennial Hispanics to consummate a generational marriage. But they but they have to deliver for them after the election, Glenn, like LBJ did for blacks. Yeah, that's the problem with Republicans. Uh, all right. Um, back in just a second, we we're talking to Steve Dace from the Steve Dace show on Blaze TV. You can hear him every day on Blaze TV and radio right after this uh, program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, American financing and why you should go there. Uh, Right now, they are saving the average person about uh, $695 a month. $695 a month just for calling in and saying, hey, can you help me with my credit cards or consolidation loans or maybe even just locking into a lower interest rate for my, uh, my mortgage because I had a variable rate. Get out of the variable rates. If you can, uh, American financing is your home for home loans. And I want you to call them today. Don't take my word for it. Although all of us, Sarah has used them. Stu has used them. I have used them. Um, this is not, you know, we don't, we don't talk about things that we don't use or don't believe in, but I want you to do your own homework. Uh, American Financing, call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10-second station ID. So, uh, boy, the Democrats are really reeling from uh, Fetterman, although he raised about two million dollars after the debate, uh, which just is shocking to me. Um, What do you think is going to happen in Pennsylvania? Uh, I think we have to get outside the margin of cheating or chicanery. Yeah. And I think we are approaching it. In fact, I think we have approached it. So um, uh, so. Really cosmically here, we're looking at whether Lee Zeldin is now outside the margin of cheating, that they couldn't even, shall we say, fortify the election in New York State. Um, I don't really follow uh, and, and don't, I would urge audiences to not care too much about how much money Democratic candidates raise along these oh, lines. Being, the cult- they are outspending sometimes yes. 10 to 1, and it's not making yeah. a difference. No, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, John Ossoff, for example, wasn't even when he ran in that special election against Karen Handel in Georgia a few years ago. He didn't even live in that district. He got to one million uh, donors before Barack Obama even did in his first presidential race. I mean, they have a very cultic following. They donate and it's very strong. They don't donate to the DNC. So it also doesn't matter that the RNC outrages the DNC. They donate directly to their candidates and their causes out of pocket. And since a lot of them work very opulent jobs or subsidy jobs, they don't have as many children as we do, they've got a lot more discretionary spending. And so I think the Pennsylvania Senate race ended this week. I think the question actually becomes whether there is enough of a, of a, of a tsunami there that now it carries Doug Mastriano over the finish line over the objection of Carl Rove, who is actually funding the TV ads for the Democrats. How is that? There. Why? Why is he doing he, that? Who he's always, he's who he's always been. 
This is not new. I just think we didn't want to pay attention to certain things for the last 20 years. But this but is what is his reason? Is How is he coming out and saying it? What is he saying about this? This is insane. Because the, 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 this is, the people that run the Republican Party or are on their way to no longer running it, the way things are trending. These are people that would rather lose to Democrats than lose control to your audience, Glenn. That's why. True. This is, this is, this is why in two presidential runs, Mitt Romney and John McCain said worse things about their Republican candidates in their primaries than they ever did their Democratic opponents when they got into the general election. I mean, you, can, you are in politics the hills you're willing to die on and those you are willing to take out. That really ultimately defines who you are. And so, you know, he can do all the whiteboards on Fox News that he wants. But in the end, you are um, who you're willing to take out. And, and the fact that having D- Josh Shapiro as the governor of Pennsylvania um, is more preferable to Karl Rove tells you all you need to know. Yeah, well, I, I never if I'm not mistaken, I never had Karl Rove on at uh, Fox. I'm trying to remember. Uh, not, not often. if it Yeah, was not at often all, yeah. at all. And that was one of the problems is I. I had more problems from the right uh, pushing uh, Roger Ailes because mm-hmm. I would take on the Republicans. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come mm-hmm. on, Glenn, just don't. And I was, I was told, you know, your pro- you know what your problem is? You won't play the game. No, I won't. Yes. I won't because it's not yeah. a game. It's not a game. It's a losing. It's a, it's a losing game now, and we're playing. A, we're playing for what's called civilization now. There, we're literally voting for sanity this year. Literally. That's literally what we're voting for is are we a sane people or not? That is literally the main issue on the ballot. Every definable thing of a civilization that you could imagine has been destroyed, deconstructed, warped. We are literally voting on whether we are still a sane and rational people. I mean, just just as an example, what happens when you go insane? We've been fighting this alleged war against Putin here since February, right? So the, the new Adam Kinzinger prime minister, because they tried Mitt Romney, that didn't mm-hmm. work. They went to Lisa Murkowski, that didn't work. So now they're going to try Adam Kinzinger as the prime minister over there in the UK. He's going to announce later today a fracking ban. So let me get this straight. We are standing up to Putin by uh, giving him more dominion over the world's energy supply. Help me understand that. But we did that with our own domestic production. The EU already did it. UK is now about to do it. That is literally insane. Absolutely. We used to have to tell governments during wars, Glenn, not to strip mine their resources. Okay. Now we have to tell them to use them, Glenn. Okay. (laughs) This is insane. It is. We have, we have gone absolutely nuts. Hey, Steve, before you go, um, I want to ask you about the Michigan race. You were, that was the one state you were a little skeptical on the organization up there and what was going to happen in Michigan. What do you, do you, are you optimistic on Michigan now? I am optimistic on Michigan. I think that what has happened there is, Tudor's performance in the very first debate um, and, and, and the way that she catalyzed issues there yeah. the way, and, and the way that that I think she's being outspent up there. She told me last week, like 20 to one. Mm. All right. But the way that she catalyzed those issues that were there, that was probably a $50 million level appearance. If we translated that into campaign dollars. And, and now you're, look, you're looking at Michigan. This is a state, by the way, where almost as many union households voted in 2020 as white evangelicals. Um, and it, it, Whitmer won by 10 points in 2018 when she first got elected. And I just mentioned Tudor's been out spent about 20 to 1 on TV. I think if the election in Michigan were held today, I think that she would win. Yeah, real clear politics just said she's going to win. She's going to be on with me in uh 
about uh, half an hour. Um, by the way, uh, hang on over the break because I, I have some more things to talk to you about, including your, your number one children's book on Thanksgiving, which I am so grateful for. So grateful for. Thank you for that. Um, do you think um, I just did an hour long uh, sit down with uh, Carrie Lake? I really like her and I think she's the real deal. What's your mm-hmm. take on her? Whenever Carrie Lake comes on TV, two things come to mind. And, you know, I'm a pop culture buff. Number one, that scene in the um, It's a Wonderful Life, when Violet walks down the street wearing that dress. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. And, then Bert, and Bert says, I got to go home and see what the wife's doing. Right. Uh, and the second thing is um, Randy, the score of the natural. She is a natural. Mm. She's Roy Hobbs. Okay. Um, back in just a second with uh, Steve Dace uh, on... Why Thanksgiving? Important message. And then Tudor Dixon is joining us. Stand by. It's a packed program. The Glenn Back Program. So Jackie wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, uh, we ordered a sample bag of Rough Greens that you were talking about. And our little chihuahua. Oh, that's cute. It's not really a dog, but it's cute. She used to take forever eating her food. People with pets, they get so angry at such little things, but they're really not dogs. Uh, Now she gobbles it down and actually begs for her food every night. Uh, In fact, she said, anyway, her energy is up and she runs up and down the stairs easier than she ever has. It's a wonderful product. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you for writing it. I'm sorry. I just did a mood. Um, This is a. This is a, uh, a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it has vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. Now, I had a problem with Uno. He just wouldn't eat. But the, the lasting effects of feeding Uno uh, Rough Greens is not only that he'll eat, but he is so much healthier. And he is, I don't know, he just has a lot. He's like a puppy again. Get your first bag free. Just try it. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. You need access to Steve Dace's show as part of your subscription to Blaze TV. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program on election night. I am going to be uh, hosting the election coverage and I've got everybody that has something really important to say on the uh, panel and it'll be coverage like you will not get anywhere else steve dace is uh, an important role in that and an important voice in america today uh, and he joins us. He is also the author of the number one children's book, Why Thanksgiving. Steve, before we get into the book, because oh, I know we're going to do that here in a second, I want to test the Steve Dace line here. Where, mm-hmm. as far as optimism goes, you start on the easy ones, right? You don't believe any of this, these couple of polls that show Grassley is close in Iowa, right? I think it will be closer than the Reynolds race, mm-hmm. but he won't lose. He won't you, lose. You have to understand, people need to understand the congruency of elections. Like I've been saying all along, if Brian Kemp wins by eight points in Georgia, there is no way Herschel Walker will lose. And people give me anecdotal emails. You have to quantify data, Stu. If in 2014, that Georgia Senate race was decided by eight points. All right. So, so for people to know how many votes that is, that was almost 300,000 votes. In this environment, there are not 300,000 people in Georgia who are like, you know, I really don't want Stacey Abrams for my governor, but I want her 
uh, phallus-bearing clone for senator. There's, that doesn't happen in this <laughs> right, environment. Right, okay? right. And so there, there, that's where we get into things we used to call coattails. All right. And mm-hmm. so if Grassley was by himself at the top of the ticket and it was an environment like 2018, there's enough disgust with him that there could be an upset. Um, I think he will get fewer votes than our popular governor, Kim Reynolds, who has earned her popularity, but she will carry him across the finish line. Okay. Then we have the next batch of races, leaning GOP, North Carolina, Florida with Rubio, Ohio, J.D. Vance and Mike Lee in Utah. Any problems there? I think, uh, ironically, I think the only one that there is a problem there is actually in Utah uh, because of the quirkiness there. Um, And of course, this is something you guys could speak to more than me, but my knowledge of it from the outside looking in is that there's actually division in the church there. Uh, There is. Putting their thumb on the scale, trying to get rid of Mike Lee. Uh, They want more of a woke church and things of that nature. Um, And so of all, uh, there is an outlier there where McMuffin has cast himself outside of the Republican-Democrat environment. So of all of those, the one, the only one I'm actually really worried about is that one. And you, when you say really Jeez. worried, like, because, I mean, you were at 54, I think, on the special uh, the other day, mm-hmm. which would include mm-hmm. the toss-up races with Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, Nevada, uh, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But you're, you're more worried about Lee than those races? Because I'd probably give, I'd probably give McMuffin... 35 to 40% odds to win. And in a state mm. of that magnitude, that's that red, those are actually fairly decent odds, meaning I would not pick him to win, right. but it's not a terrible bet either. Right, okay. So the next, we're, we're, when we're looking for the Steve Dace line here. You're how, dead to me, Utah. You're dead to me. <laughs> how optimistic would you be? The next batch, I guess, would be Colorado and Washington. Do you mm-hmm. see any hope in those races? Yeah, I mean, Colorado really is the last truly 50-50 state left in the country. There, there's, a, there's a slate of states, uh, Stu, that we kind of, we did, Trump didn't grow the GOP base. He just kind of, uh, he, he shifted it. Mm-hmm. All right? And so the base became less suburban and more rural. And so there were states like in the upper Midwest where I live, where you have five or six counties that are Haight-Ashbury, and then the rest of the state is Alabama. All right, he helped us in those states. But in the suburban-driven states, Arizona, Colorado, um, uh, Nevada, we, we, those used to be lean red or solidly red states uh, or, or swing states. He flipped them lean blue. And so in this cycle, without him on the ballot, you are seeing all of those states very competitive again. In fact, in my latest projection I put out Tuesday, I actually forecasted Colorado as an upset. Mm, holy cow. Now, okay, so pretty- that would put us up to what in the Senate? Because here's the thing with Colorado that's unique. It's the one state with major urban centers where there's a larger Hispanic population than black population. So keep okay. that in mind so, about Colorado and places like Denver. Okay, yeah. so quickly, what does that put us up to in Senate count? That's 55, uh, I right? Think it's, I think 55 is reasonable. Okay, how many of the new guys are Mike Lees and how many of them are Romneys? Um, I would say most of them are probably in between. Uh, and, and this is where this is really I hate to get, let me get all biblical here for a second. But this is where you got to get rid of the yeast of the Pharisees. I think that yes. I think there's not very many Romneys. I think that if you had a different type of leader, uh, for example, I think if Ted Cruz was the Senate majority leader, there's about another 20 senators that would go from, a, from B or C minus conservative review, liberty scores to yeah. B pluses or A minuses. They're just agree. followers. Uh, so you need you, we need Trump to put his thumb on. No one will challenge cocaine ditch. 
unless Trump puts his thumb on the scale and says, I want that guy gone. And I think we need Trump to do that. OK, so um, last thing, um, I, I want to talk to you about your book, and I'm sorry to make it uh, the last thing here because it is great. And I can't tell I can't thank you enough for putting this out and making it a number one book. Uh, it is the number one children's book now. It's Why Thanksgiving. Why? Yeah, my our, our public, my publisher came to me a year ago and asked me if I wanted to do, uh, you know, children's books on American history. And I'm like, well, hasn't that been done a million times? I mean, Rush had Rush Revere. How are you going to do better than that? And and I've never done a children's book. And so I said, well, you know what? If we could do it differently, uh, how about America's Christian heritage? Would you be willing to do that? And they said, yeah, where do you want to start? And so, you know me, I'm a pretty logical guy. So I think things start at the start. You know, at the beginning. Okay, so I mean, the the Puritans—that's where it starts. I mean, and and uh, so this really, this is the history. When you and I, when we're growing up, and we watched the this, you know, the Peanuts Thanksgiving special as kids. Right. There used to be a second half hour that was the actual history of Thanksgiving. They don't put that on national TV anymore, and so a lot of this is is putting that history back in the the, the providential odds that they would travel thousands of miles across the English Channel to a place they had never been before, that few had visited, few white people had ever visited, Europeans, and just so happened to find an indigenous guy named Squanto who knew English and knew about their religion because Christian uh, abolitionists had saved him from a slave trade many years ago. The odds of that are beyond needle in a haystack. And that, that really is the beginning of the providential history of this country. Yeah. And and so I wanted to put the history back in that the spirit of the age has taken out. Um, and it links all the way through biblical history and how that links up to that as well. Um, and I was very worried about how it was going to turn out. I've never done this before. I, I will tell you, Glenn, I write a lot of books as you do, almost all of them in one take. I did like eight takes of this book trying to water it down for four-year-olds to understand. It was not easy. Right. Um, but I'm I'm very, very pleased with how it came out. And it's, it's, it was meant to be a pilot. If it works, then we do a series of these, and we are blown away by how successful yeah. this debut has been. So thanks to everybody for that. Well, um, I thank you for your work on that. And uh, also, I just, just want to point out, you say you, you had many takes on this because you had to dumb it down to four-year-olds. That is exactly uh, what our college textbooks look like now on, uh, on Thanksgiving, except it's, mm, pilgrims, bad, everyone yes. else, good. Yes, yeah. Before I go, I've got to say one more thing to you, yeah. okay? Yeah. And you, you will get this, the rest of the audience won't, but I want to say this to you in front of your audience. Okay. <laughs> very soon, I am going to show you a certain movie, and you are going to be very pleased. Really? Yes. How soon? Probably in the next 30 to 40 days. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, the audience won't understand that, but uh, I'm thrilled. Thrilled. You will be very pleased. All right. Thanks so much. Steve Dace. You got it, brother. Yeah, all right. Steve will be uh, on the network here following this broadcast uh, at 12 o'clock Eastern time. You just have to uh, join the Blaze. Listen to Blaze Radio or watch Blaze TV, and you can uh, grab his show every day. All right, if you want to get your skin to look years younger, Genucel Skin Care is the way to go. They have awesome products. That's what April from Rockport, Illinois had to say. And it's very close to what you're going to be saying when you try out Genucel's most popular package and start looking years younger with Genucel Skin Care. Right now, that most popular package is 70% off when you go to genucel.com slash Beck. 
Treat yourself to the only skincare products you'll ever need. GenuCell is so confident you'll love the look that every order has a 120-day money-back guarantee. For a limited time, you'll also get their correcting serum free with your order. Check it out today. GenuCell has delighted happy customers for years, including my wife and my mom, by treating tens of millions of everyday skin problems like wrinkles, dark spots, dark skin, sagging jawlines, facial redness, and even those annoying bags and puffiness for men and women just like you. And with its immediate effects, GenuCell guarantees results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. You can order now. GenuCell.com slash back. Your most popular package includes a complimentary gift set plus free express shipping. It's GenuCell.com slash back. GenuCell.com slash back. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash back. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have Tudor Dixon on with us uh, next. She's running for the gubernatorial spot uh, against Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, Lord, please. Um, Whitmer uh, just uh, have, has, has gone out to announce a uh, $236 million taxpayer-funded bet on uh, an electric battery. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Our Next Energy, an electric vehicle battery startup uh, that plans to build a factory in the Great Lakes state. Okay, so she was proud to be at the ribbon cutting ceremony, uh, and she lauded Our Next Energy as innovative, historic, and cutting edge. Except the CEO. The CEO kind of, before he launched Our Next Energy, he was the top executive at um, another battery maker, A123 Systems. Do, do you remember um, A123? Hmm. year later, uh, A123 secured a uh, $249 million grant from the Obama administration. And uh, President Obama said, man, this is going to help power the American com- economy for years to come. Unfortunately, A123 lost uh, $269 million during an eight-month period just in 2012, uh, and uh, they're kind of out of luck. They're, they're gone. Well, they're not completely gone. They declared bankruptcy, and then they were sold to a Chinese automotive conglomerate. So oh. it's good. It's good. So <laughs> How many times will we go down that particular road where the government throws hundreds of millions of dollars at some crazy project. It all dissolves. There's a new one that just talked about in California with the same thing. Tons of money. They throw at these companies or projects. They completely blow up in their face, cost 10 times as much. And then we just do it again the next time around. Just keep throwing money at the same ideas that fail over and over and over and over again. It's incredible. It's incredible that this happens. As they were in bankruptcy. As they were in bankruptcy. The government gave them another $129 million. They're in bankruptcy. And they give them that. That's great. That is, no, seriously, it's uh, great. It's great. And uh, mm. Whitmer is, um, you know, all in. All in. So that's good. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that's going to play with failing schools Whitmer came out again, I think it was yesterday, and said, look, 
if you have little babies in the house, your kids might want to wear masks. What? <laughs> what world do we live in? By the way, she said, what was it, three months was her big pitch? Oh, we only closed schools for three months. In, uh, no. in uh, January of 2021, which would be 10 months basically mm-hmm. after the pandemic really hit us mm-hmm. uh that she there, still it was between 20 and 40 percent of schools were open in michigan so i mean she is just blatantly lying about this and just hoping the people of michigan just don't have care memories i, I, yeah, I, I just think don't care but it, i think what people are caring about is how bad their students are doing now this the the, the you know vacation for a year yeah that some of these kids had is just it's destroying them really really bad and one of the things that's i think really key to remember about this particular election is this is the first one that exists since covid we forget that it feels like a zillion years ago that all this was happening but these governors who made all these decisions about your life during the covid era with the exception of like virginia right which has mm-hmm. already had new jersey's had a chance to do this but everybody else this is their first chance to say anything with their votes about what happened in that period did your governor handle this well we i think people in florida are saying yeah i think he he did handle this well but if you're in michigan this is your opportunity to say, you know, I didn't really appreciate that period all that much. Right. You know, this is, if you think about it this way, there will almost, it's almost impossible to believe there would be a more important decision that a governor will ever make than what they did with your freedom during that pandemic. Mm-hmm. There probably will be no more crucial decision that impacts lives more than what they did then. You got the ultimate test from your governor as to whether they were able to step up to that moment. And some of these governors are still doing it. Mm -hmm. They're still doing it. Still doing it. And, you know, I got to tell you, if you are still in your house and you're wearing a mask and you're so freaked out, but you don't have, you know, you're not somebody on chemotherapy to where your immune system is compromised, you should be wearing it, not for COVID, for everything, I guess. But these, but there are people who are still afraid to leave their homes in some of these states. And Gavin Newsom is betting, right, that people, because there's so many people on the left in California, they'll say, okay, well, you know, I guess we liked that. We liked that life. And that's fine. If that's the life you want, you should reelect Gavin Newsom. If you want a life where you're locked up all the time and he's out at fancy restaurants, then you go ahead and reelect the guy. But in a lot of these states like Michigan, where I think should, in in normal circumstances, lean a little bit blue, but are somewhat purple type states, Gretchen Whitmer's got to be looking at her history. I mean, Kathy Hochul is another one, right? Like, yes, she was not the governor who did most of the damage during that. She was the lieutenant governor at the time. But, you know, Andrew Cuomo, shouldn't somebody answer for this? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew Cuomo and her both did a terrible job through well, that. Well, now situation. she's getting now. She, now her friends are getting rich, yeah. off of COVID. Yep. Now she's she's directing state funds, mm-hmm. so it goes to her big supporters and her friends. Yeah. I mean, mm. this has got to stop. End the madness. End the madness. November eighth. It's going to take every single one of us out. And bringing our friends, they were like, I don't know. Does it really matter? Yes, it does. Bring your friends to the ballot box, November 8th.
The Glenn Beck Program. Something is happening in America that is very, very good. They have awakened a sleeping giant. And they've been talking about a red wave. And today, I'd just like you to consider it in a different way. Do you remember in the scene of um, of uh, Stephen King's movie, The Shining, when the elevator doors open up and it's like a sea of blood? I think that's more of the red wave. I think this is going to be uh, an incredible, incredible election. We may see things we've never seen before. Gretchen Whitmer uh, Whitmer is uh, up against Tudor Dixon. Now, this woman is extraordinarily accomplished, um, but she's she's a mom and she has her degree in psychology and she started getting really concerned about the indoctrination of our children in schools. She found ways to work around it, and finally she was just like, you know what? This has got to stop. She's running for governor, and today Real Clear Politics is is saying that looks like she's going to beat Whitmer. Uh, you already had the Detroit News declare her as the winner of the debate. She's on with us in 60 seconds. Right now, saving money is so important to all of us. It's good to be prepared for whatever's coming down the pike. You want to save money? Uh, my grandmother and my mom used to clip coupons out all the time. Thank God that's a thing of the past. I was so embarrassed. My mom would always say, wait a minute, I've got a coupon in my purse. Hang on. And everybody would be looking, and you're like, oh, come on, mom, please. Anyway, there's an amazing app now that will save you money on gas and groceries and dining out. All you have to do is download it and use the promo code BECK. You'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. And from there, you'll just uh, find an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, and when you pay, you get paid. It's easy. It's free. Use the promo code BECK, the free Upside app. Save 25 cents on every gallon of gas for your first fill-up. Free Upside app. Right now, use the promo code BECK. Tudor Dixon, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is, uh, it is great to talk to you. Uh, and you are killing it uh, up in, uh, in a place where I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that uh, Whitmer A is competitive, and then at the same time, I'm shocked that uh, anybody can beat her um, because I just feel like I feel like the whole country has been hypnotized or half of the country has been hypnotized and they just don't see things clearly anymore. 
Um, well, they continue to try to hypnotize. If you see what happened in the debate, she stood on the debate stage and looked straight into the camera and said, she's attacking me. My opponent is attacking me for shutting down schools. Schools in Michigan were shut down for three months. Schools in Michigan were shut down for almost two years. It's outrageous to think that she can just gaslight the entire state, but she can't. So parents today are outraged that she would have the nerve to look directly in their eyes. I mean, when you look in the camera, you're looking directly in the eyes of the parents of Michigan and saying, what happened to you didn't happen. Do you think that they think they're Jedi's? (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but I, I don't think they are. I yeah, no, I, I don't think not. so either. Um, so what happened with uh, schools, the reading, writing, math, all of this stuff that was destroyed because of the lockdowns, um, really bad in Michigan. But then on top of it, you add the gender theory and everything else. Schools make no sense anymore. I think it's great that you brought that up because she made a comment in the debate that was so belittling to parents who think that these books are a danger to their kids. And she looked at me and she said, "Um, my opponent thinks that books are more dangerous than guns. I think that is the most shameful comment because we should look at all dangers for our kids. We shouldn't belittle one parent's concern over the others. And we have a problem with guns but she doesn't do anything about it we had a a school shooting in michigan she said she thought we should have a discussion so how (laughs) how much does she want to keep our kids safe we have a problem with books in the school these these books in our schools are absolutely horrific they are genuinely teaching kids how to have sex and she laughs about it she belittles it she mocks the parents who are saying this is a problem and Stephen Colbert does the same thing he has a show on and he says you know this this isn't happening parents don't say this how how bizarre that these politicians are saying this is a problem you know what keep saying it because parents are sick and tired of being manipulated and embarrassed and belittled by politicians who don't care about them I I I agree with you a hundred percent and I can't This is why I say I can't believe that the race is competitive in some ways, because if we were talking 10 years ago, even Democrats would have said, no, 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 no. This is crazy. This is just a few elite that have somehow or another galvanized their believers around them into this religion where you can't question anything. And uh, as a parent, once you cross into my kids and you're screwing with my kids, that, that's a line that you're just not going to cross. I'm not going to let you cross it. But look, Gretchen Whitmer and Joe Biden, they believe the same things. It's the Biden-Whitmer politics. You saw Joe Biden sitting down with someone who's mocking young women, for t- playing oh, jokes yeah. and, and mocking tampons and, and mocking how little girls act. And they obviously think that it is a joke to say that young girls are silly and and anybody can be a little girl and you have that going on you have this situation where they're trying to push this sex and gender on kids and we're we're saying we want a florida style bill in the state of michigan where we're not going to talk about sex and gender from kindergarten to third grade and 
you will not hear that out of the Democrats. You will not hear that from Gretchen Whitmer. She was very clear on the debate stage the other night when I said, we want to know where Gretchen Whitmer stands on this. And she made it clear that she does not think it's an issue and it's not, she's not going to do anything about it. Well, it's one of the top issues that I hear across the state of Michigan. And you, you noted the test scores. Michigan just had the greatest drop in test scores we've ever seen. We are now the ninth worst in the nation. We are in the bottom 10 in the nation for education. And she is out there bragging that she is the governor for students. It's a, it's a travesty what's happening. She, in 2019, she was actually sued by students in Detroit for a civil rights violation because they said they did not have access to literacy. That's how bad Mm. it is in the state of Michigan. And she stands on the debate stage looks into the camera with a smirk and tells you what happened to you didn't really happen. So let me ask you, um, change kind of change the subject a bit. What, what is uh, proposal three? It's on, the, it's on the ballot and it's about sterilizing children without parental consent, right? So, yes. Yeah, so uh, this is another thing that she lied about. It is a, she, she will stand up on the stage and say that this is just, Bringing back Roe to the state of Michigan. It is absolutely not. You're right. What it does, the language is written so that, first of all, every every law that we have surrounding abortion on the books in Michigan is null and void. So this is this is new constitutional language. So it's in, it would be placed into the Constitution. Jeez. And it's the most radical abortion law in the country. Only The only other places that have a law like this are China and North Korea, but it does allow what you're saying because the way it is written is that an individual has the, the right to do whatever they want when it comes to sterilization, reproduction, all of these different things. Which And, and it also says you don't have to have parental consent. So we used to have a law that said a minor would have to have parental consent to have an abortion. This says a minor needs no parental consent for abortion or sterilization. So it would allow a minor to get puberty blockers without their parents knowing. It also says that it doesn't have to be a doctor that would perform an abortion. There's also abortion up to the moment of birth, abortion for any reason, including sex selection. There's no reason, it's, it's no limits abortion in the state of Michigan. And they will lie to your face about what it actually is. But if you read the proposal, it is very clear that these that the laws that are on the books will no longer be there and that you have zero limits on abortion in the state of Michigan. Is, is this well known that this proposal, do people in Michigan understand it? That's the question. We uh, we have we know that there are a lot of people out there that are door knocking. They're trying to give out pamphlets. They're trying to explain it because, of course, the way they write these is so that you you know, oh, know. you're the average person. You read it and you go, oh well, maybe that's not that bad. And the Democrats are out there saying, oh, it's it's exactly Roe. It's it's everything. You know, we're just keeping the status quo, which it's not. But you have to remember that it's very suspicious because at the same time as you're trying to put a proposal on the ballot that would allow this. You have the Michigan Department of Ed teaching a training to teachers saying, we want when kids come into school this year, ask them their gender, ask them their pronouns, oh my gosh. ask them, ask them their name, and then don't tell their parents. And if they want to learn how to transition, talk to them about that without talking to mom and dad. So can, can I ask you, do you, are you seeing people on the campaign trail that are like, look, I, I don't normally vote for a Republican. But this has got to end. 
It's very interesting because Michigan has a very large Muslim population that has historically always voted Democrat. And we were at an event just a few days ago, and a man came up to me and he said to me, I've always voted Democrat. I found this stuff in our schools, and I was outraged. And he said, I went to our Democrat elected officials and said, you got to get this out of the schools. And he said, they called me a racist and they called me a bigot. He said, I'm not even, it's not even that I'm just a Democrat. He said, a few weeks ago, I was a Democrat running for office. He said, I am no longer running for office as a Democrat, and I will never vote Democrat again now that I've been treated this way. He said, for my life here in this country, I've always been a devoted Democrat. And for them to look at me and call me a bigot and a racist, because I don't want my children to be reading books about how to have sex in middle school, I, I just, he was shocked. And and that's the interesting thing is, so our, our Muslim population has historically voted Democrat. And he said, I'm talking to all my friends about voting Republican, because at the end of the day, he said, no matter what issue there is out there, my kids are going to be my number one issue always. And it's not just that. In Michigan, you have this going on, but obviously we see inflation. We see what's going on in the country with higher prices. And we see that we have a a, uh, governor here who is very, very much into the Biden-Whitmer politics, and she is trying to shut down a pipeline in the state of Michigan. So we're also looking at inflation and rising energy costs and rising gas prices, and we have some of the highest gas prices in the entire country. We are at almost 420 a gallon now for gas, and this is a governor who tried to implement a 45 cents a gallon gas tax. So imagine if she'd gotten her way, we'd be even higher. What Michigan is going through right now is outrageous, but every time we hit her on this stuff, the Democrats come in and give her a bunch more money. So I would ask your listeners to go to TudorDixon.com and help us out. Um, so, Tudor, what what are the things? What, give me the first three things that you want to get done right away. I want to make sure that we get our kids back on track because, as you heard, our kids are so behind in education. So, we want to get tutoring into our schools. This is so, wait, wait, wait. wait. How are you going to do that with the teachers' unions, which I think are the biggest problem? They, them, and their money is the biggest problem in fixing our schools. Okay. And Michigan has a very strong union. She has been endorsed by the unions. They put a lot of money into the Democrat Governors Association, and they've run 23 million, probably now 25 million in ads against me. So we know that's a problem. And, And think about that. 25 million in ads against me, and we have had a very limited budget. I heard you saying that not everybody has been embraced by the GOP. I've, you know, we've had we have struggled to prove to people that we can do this. And now I think we've finally proven that we can, and we have people coming on board, but we need more people. And that's why I ask that people go to tutordixon.com. But I will say, you're right. The teachers union is tough. We have to work with them and say, we want to hire retired teachers and not have this affect their, right. their retirement program, but bring people in. There is, there is no bigger failure than robbing our kids of an education. That's why that lawsuit existed with children suing the governor saying that their civil rights had been violated because there's no bigger travesty than robbing a child of their education and leaving them illiterate because you end up having, you you can't get a job. What is your future? Yeah. You have slaves. (laughs) It's a terrible situation. And in Michigan, we end up, honestly, you can predict your prison population by your literacy rate. 
So if you rob your children of a, an education and the ability to read, then you can guarantee that you're going to have to figure out how to manage crime. And right now we're seeing rising crime rates. Michigan has risen in crime more than most other states. And another thing that she's not addressing, but of course, because she went out and marched with the people that held up the defund the police signs. She said she supports the spirit of defund the police. So now not only has she failed our kids, but she's failed our public, our communities, and our public safety. And that's the second thing. So we want to get education back on track. We want to get tutors in the schools. And then we want to actually fund our police officers. We have a plan to put a billion new dollars into policing to recruit and retain police to bring them to the state of Michigan or to rise folks up from their own communities and have them join the police force to bring pride back to that profession and make sure that we keep our community safe. And then our last thing is to reduce regulations. We're, our economic development is in shambles in the state of Michigan. Oh, yeah. And the main reason is it's just too hard to do business here. Yeah. Democrats want to overregulate everything. Yeah. Tudor, I, um, I appreciate um, your, um, your zeal uh, and your spirit and your willing to get into this uh, nightmare <clears throat> of politics uh, in America today. Um, I urge you, if you would like to help uh, Tudor out, I urge you to go to TudorDixon.com. That's TudorDixon.com. She uh, has a real chance of winning here. And if it is the, if it is the bloodbath, Stephen King bloodbath uh, election night, um, she may win by, by a few percentage points and shock the entire world. Um, thank you so much. And, um, we look to we look forward to seeing what you're going to do in Michigan. Well, thank you. I do think that we will shock the world, and I'm anxious to do it. Yeah, good. Tudor Dixon, thank you so much. TudorDixon.com. Exactly how much chaos do you need to exist in the world before you decide it's time to build a hedge against it? That's what gold and silver is. It's a hedge. It's a wall. When the world is insane and they have tanked your dollar— and it's not worth anything. And inflation keeps going up. You need something to hold on to. You need, and think like the Germans did in the 20s and 30s. They had gold. They had silver. They had diamonds. They had things that would hold its value. Diamonds, I don't think, hold their value really as much anymore. Gold, the world always returns to gold silver is a great way to barter because it will be worth more than it is today um especially with all of the battery stuff that we're doing anyway um it'll be worth more than it is today and it's in a usable amount but you can also get smaller amounts of gold Goldline right now has a great deal going on this week on their historic graded $5 gold Indian coins. These are really important. I, I collect these um, because I, uh, I hedge against inflation with collections. I'm a collector. Ask Goldline why I buy gold the way I do. With every box of 20 of the graded five gold Indians, you're going to receive 100 of the silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. It's a great deal. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10-second station ID.
Now listen to listen to Tudor Dixon there. You just heard her. Now, now let me play cut seven here. I want to introduce you to another woman, a strong woman, a woman that just everyone should look and respect. Here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Mm. Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's She's so of, bad. It's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, uh, you know. Stop. This is her talking to a room full of adults. And she's trying to convince them that by by investing in yellow school buses that are electric, it's just so exciting. This is so insulting. The uh, Tudor Dixon was right. Uh, what's his name? Mulvaney, who is doing his uh, you know first hundred days as a girl, is so insulting to women. They are destroying women in every possible way they say therefore oh no we're for really strong women are you because is the yellow school bus lady strong or is tudor dixon strong which one plus whenever anyone sees a school bus they get annoyed because they're gonna get stuck behind yes. it no that one was is the excited. first thing i thought of who loves school bus? Not, not me not me i always are like oh crap, crap. i've got to get off this road <laughs> The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have another strong female going to be joining us here in just a second. Uh, And and she's actually a female, which is weird. I think. I, I... you know, I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure. Can't be sure. Um, American Financing, um, what you don't know is what you don't know. Okay. That's actually true. If you haven't called American Financing and talked to one of their mortgage consultants, then you don't know how much money you could be saving on a monthly basis. Could you save a couple hundred dollars, maybe as much as a thousand? The average person that calls American Financing, they save six hundred and ninety five dollars a month. That's tremendous. That'll help put food on the table. Keep your car full of gas. You owe it to yourself just to give American Financing a call today because you don't know what you don't know. Let them just look at your finances and see if they can help you. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn, and you can save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Tuesday, November 8th, hopefully the insanity begins to stop. It's election and election coverage is happening at, uh, I think, 745 or 8 o'clock on Tuesday, November 8th. Uh, I'm going to be hosting Steve Dace, Ali Stuckey, Dave Rubin, Jason Whitlock, uh, the whole Blaze TV family. Also, Michael Malice, Megan Kelly is going to be with us as well. And uh, Primetime 99, Alex Stein is going to be... It's going to be... How does everyone on this coverage get a mention except me? I'm also going to be there. There you no, go. Jeez. I, you know what? Let's just Incredible. hold this. Let's just hold this back. Come see me 
Friday oh. in my office. Okay, I'll bring, should I bring a box? You should bring <laughs> okay, a box. Right. You should bring a box. Okay. Uh, then the following week, targets of tyranny, how to survive being an enemy of the state. We have the people that have experienced the FBI coming in, taking a million dollars from them and their small business, never charged with a crime, had to fight to get their money back. An ATF inspector uh, that w- was spying on the records of legal gun owners at a gun store and then recommended that the store owner's business license should be revoked. We have a Texas father who lost custody of his twins after he objected to transitioning his son into a girl. And the FBI busted down the door, cons- uh, uh, seized the computers and cell phones of Trump supporters that weren't at the Capitol on January 6th and the FBI whistleblower who said, I can't be a part of this anymore. Um, We just in fact got a kind of an interesting worded letter from the FBI uh, regarding his appearance on the program. We'll tell you more about that. If you'd like to be a part of the audience, uh, just write to tickets at glenbeck.com. That's tickets at glenbeck.com. We'll be recording on November 12th. That's a Saturday, Saturday evening, November 12th. Get your tickets now. They're free. Tickets at glenbeck.com. Go there. Um, all right. So The Blaze has an incredibly uh, powerful voice uh, in Ali Stuckey, and she has just she has just produced something uh, that. Uh, is from the Democratic Party, or so it seems. Look. I could go all day listing the accomplishments of this administration and the Democratic Party, but why not listen to our voters instead? Here's what they have to say. Not being able to afford to eat out, go on vacation, or pay our electricity bills has really brought our family together. Literally, we had to move from our four-bedroom house to a studio apartment. Her husband's on the toilet behind her. (laughs) And while it looks like we have power simply because our ideology dominates all major corporations, big tech, Hollywood, academia, public education, the administrative and security states, the CDC, the NIH, not to mention the World Economic Forum and the UN, we're actually the underdog. (laughs) It is incredible. Really well done. Uh, Allie joins me now. Hi, Allie. Hi. You are killing it. Oh, thank you, you so re- much. You're really becoming an important voice in well, America. Well, that means a lot. Think. Thank you. Um, so uh, how is this How is this perceived? Because it, it just goes viral so fast when you do these. Well, this is my third one. I did the first one in 2018 before those midterms. I did the second one in 2020. And you would think that maybe I would run out of material at some oh point. My gosh. But the Democrats just give me more and more. The only difficulty is now trying to discern between parody and reality. They become so absurd that it's actually kind of hard to make fun of. I know. I, I was talking to who was it? Rob Schneider. Yes. And I said, if you're it's, if you're at SNL now, which they're not doing, but if you were there, how do you take it to an absurd level? Because it's there yes. every day. It's already as ridiculous as you can get. But I think what I'm trying to go for is not even making it more ridiculous. It's just kind of. Um, exposing the ridiculousness in an ironic way because they literally dominate all these institutions with their ideology and literally think that they're the underdog. So it's just putting it out there together to show people this is how it is. And it's just as absurd as it sounds. So have you gotten have you gotten strikes or banned or anything? You get any pushback on this? 
not quite yet. It's only been out for a few hours just since last night. I did get a nice uh, COVID misinformation banner on Instagram just to let people know that my (laughs) jokes about whatever it was, the vaccine, that they need to be fact-checked. Oh, okay. (laughs) Got to fact-check all jokes. That's always important. That's very, very important. And they do. They do. And they Mm -hmm. do. They do. (laughs) Um, Except when they say something serious and claim it's a joke, they don't fact-check that. Right. Um, um, Elon Musk yes. went into Twitter yesterday, yes. and I don't know. Did you see the? Did you see the, the demands oh. no, before that? Do you see the demands of the workers? I saw the complaints. I didn't see the demands. Oh yeah, they're always no, demands. The, they're never requests or preferences. I know, I know. They demand that he not fire anybody. Oh right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that he doesn't look at anybody's ideology mm. uh, to make any decisions. And it's like. First of all, who oh. the hell are you? Right. I uh, just spent. Did you spend the billions of dollars on this that I just did? Because I just bought the dump. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so far, no response from Elon Musk. He says he's going to slash it by 75 percent. That would be an immediate automatic improvement in my estimation. So do you believe him that he's an actual freedom of speech guy? You know, I hope so. I think, you know, kind of what I was saying, anything is an improvement at this point. Do I think that he and I <laughs> we have share such low standards? Yes, now, don't I, we? I mean, the bar is way yeah, down here. It so really it's got to be a little bit higher. I mean, I don't think he is some voice for conservatives or anything like that, but it's got to be a little freer than what it was before, right? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering what his first, uh, his first uh, reinstatement. Will be. Yes, I'm thinking it's got to be the Babylon Bee. I mean, we're be. talking about satire. That The Babylon Bee getting kicked off Twitter could have reset Western civilization. Right. And I, I wonder if he'll reset. Do you think Donald Trump will be back? He's got will. to. I, yeah. oh, I want to. I don't know. That's a little worrisome. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right before the midterms, maybe we can hold off for a second. Just <laughs> a few weeks. Yeah. That's all. That's all. So what have you thought about the, uh, I mean, we, we are seeing really strong women. Yes. I, I think, I mean, we've talked to Carrie Lake here over the last couple of years. What um, a dynamite. Have you seen her in person? No, I've never seen her in person. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You watch that woman give a speech. She electrifies a room. I believe it. I I can feel that from the screen. And that's saying something. She is really good. Mm -hmm. Really. She could be a she could be. uh, I mean, I think if Donald Trump wins, she would be asked to be the vice presidential Mm. nominee. But she Mm. could be the next president. She is really good. Yeah. If she can actually do the job. Yeah. We'll we'll see. That likes to be seen. And then Tudor Dixon as well. Doing Just, well. Yeah, doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, does it give you hope that, because to me, when I see your your video and you're saying all these things, I'm like, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, does it give you hope that it appears as though Americans on both sides are starting to wake up? Hmm, I think it's definitely a possibility. It is absolutely the year or maybe the two years, three years of the mom. And I think no matter what your background or ideology is, when you see a lot of the issues that are at stake in education, I mean, there's no parent or almost no parent left, right or center who doesn't want their kids learning math and wants their kids learning about pornography more. I think it was MSNBC that just did a panel, Democrat, Independent, Republican, and they all 
all agreed about the issue of education. So I do think that it's possible that Democrats have pushed too hard, I especially on gender ideology. Oh, big time. That could wake a lot How of people up. How do you feel up. about, is his name Mulvaney? The president sits down with this guy. Grown who, man. Grown man who is acting like a girl is just. Yes. I mean, it's an insult to women. Yes. And to girls. Yes, it's it's creepy also that a grown man refers to himself and dresses up as a young girl. I don't know any girl or woman who acts as juvenile and as ditzy and as obnoxious as this. So it really is a caricature of what he thinks really like a floosie is. In his mind, this is what a woman looks like? Well, I hate to throw around the words misogyny and things like that, but it is absolutely insulting. It is. That's what you think it means to be a woman. Right. Matt Walsh just said uh, the other day, are, are we being punked? Right. I mean. Now, that would be funny. That would be really <laughs> Hats funny. Hats off to you, dude. That Hats would, off to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. There's one other story I want to talk to you about. A school board lawyer in New Jersey just said parents cannot dictate what their children are taught. If you don't like what the transgender policy is in the district, then it's your choice to leave and take your kids someplace else. Well, obviously, it is the parents' right to get to determine what their kids are learning. Now, I do think it is an option, a viable and probably good option for a lot of parents to be able to take their kids out of the public education system. But for the parents that aren't doing that or can't do that, or even the parents who are just invested in their school district, you not only have the right, you have the responsibility to speak up about this. See, here's here's the problem with this. This is why... Tax dollars should not be going to things like this because I'm paying for it. Right. So they can say, well, you just take your kids out. Good. Do I get to stop? Do, am I stop paying for the school right, right down the street? Exactly. So I, I can't be punished by paying for that school and reaching into my own pocket and paying again. Yes. It's just not but, right. But they understand that even though you are investing your dollars into the school, that you have to. They don't really have to listen to you because Correct. you are forced it's not free. to pay for them. So they really don't have an incentive. Yeah. Allie, good talking to you. Thank you and very much. You're going to be with us on yes, election, election night. Yes, election night. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Your prediction on red wave red trickle mm, i was skeptical a couple weeks ago i have a much stronger feeling about a red wave now than i did even two weeks ago did you see the uh, view yesterday in fact do we have can i play uh let's see uh cut two and cut four please it was really strange to me that he chose to bully a stroke victim yeah exactly. right like he obviously was bullying him and um, you know I don't think yeah, the people of Pennsylvania way. or the people in general um, liked that because Fetterman raised one million dollars after that debate oh. and I think it takes real courage to show that you've been knocked down I think it takes real bravery oh to allow people okay, to play see the next your cut, weakness please. Right? The Republican Party is running a bunch of ads about showing Fetterman you know, st uh, stumbling on things because of the stroke. Mm -hmm. What kind of a doctor is behind that? Aren't you supposed to do no harm? It's so mm -hmm. unempathetic to the guy, you know? And I just want to say that Oz is very slick. Okay, He's stop. a TV... Uh, it's remarkable. I thought that Dr. Oz actually did a great job of keeping a neutral face. I mean, I looked mortified the entire mm -hmm. time I, I was know. watching John Fetterman. I, I thought Dr. Oz was very respectful, actually. He didn't yeah. point it out once. 
He didn't no. point out. No. I mean, he said at one point he said something <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know if maybe I didn't say it clearly enough for him to understand. But what I was saying, that's the, like, the only time you could argue he referenced but, right, And that's totally legit, by the totally. way, because he actually cannot compute the English he language. He can't do it. It is. Yeah. It says something really bad about the Democrat. It shows that our republic is at stake. Yeah. Because they don't care about the individual. They no. just want bodies that are warm that will vote the way their people tell them to vote. Or I guess it's just his wife who is kind of just behind it and pushing it, which is shameful. Yeah, and wouldn't it be interesting if something happened to him and then she just steps into the role, a real, she makes him look conservative in Mm. comparison. Allie, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Cindy wrote in about her experience. She said, I'm skeptical by nature. Uh, I wasn't expecting very much when I started taking Relief Factor. I have severe back issues. I've had over a hundred surgeries. Oh my gosh. She said, I also suffer from MS, so pain has been with me my entire life. I can't take regular pain meds, so I ordered Relief Factor. I figured I'd give it a try. I felt improvement in about 10 days. Cindy, I am so glad to hear that. I, I hope I have a chance to meet you someday. Um, the people that write in, it's not because I have really bad headaches, you know, and on Tuesday I got a, you know, I, I was usually taking some aspirin and that wasn't working. These people, the people that are writing in are writing in because they're dramatic changes in their life. Please get your life back. Just try it. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to replay something uh, from Joy Behar where she's mocking Dr. Oz. Uh, Play cut four here for me, will you? Listen to this again. The Republican Party is running a bunch of ads about showing Fetterman uh, stumbling on things because of the stroke. Mm -hmm. What kind of a doctor is behind that? Aren't you supposed to do no harm? It's so unempathetic to the guy, you know? And I just want to say that Oz is very you slick. Anything missing in He's that. a TV guy. Yeah. Remember that. There's another woman in Arizona, Carrie Lake, also a TV woman. Mm-hmm. So they're very slick. You you're know, not slick and you're on TV. Like, you know, with the stroke <laughs> and without the stroke, he's not as slick. But he has ideas and he has governed. Oh, good God. Did, I know, he's I know, governed. I know. I know. Um, have you, did you notice anything missing from that? Um, uh, integrity? <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Applause. The view is once they say any statement, you know, where, 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 doesn't it seem empathetic? Right? No No applause. And I think their applause lines are going down. Um, Also, this is Ted Cruz just the other day. Last year, the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues, most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion, and that's what we do cover climate here, guys. We do cover climate. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. We hear what you have to say. Stop. Now, so they're climate protesters, climate protesters saying climate now, you know, climate action now. And they're doing it to the view. Those guys are as lefty as you can get. 
This should be a warning of something that I've said since 2008 or 9. When they're done with everybody else, they'll come for you. There is, there is, it's relentless. They just keep eating their own. But notice what Whoopi said. It's what you've said. It's what America has been saying, if not out loud lately, in their hearts. Just let us do our job. Leave us alone. Let us do our job. What do you say we send that message clearly? November 8th. The Glenn Beck Program.